Welcome to episode three of As You Were Saying. This show comprises discussions about olives, statues, and a many other splendid thing. We also talk a little bit about the difficulty of living in a world filled with suffering. Here's the show. Hello, Aaron. Hello, Gordon. What are you drinking? Uh, right now, just water, though earlier today I had some lemon zinger tea. Well, okay, so first things first, is it is it still water or sparkling water? <laughs> it's it's still water, regular water. We're very much a sparkling water household, so I always have to ask. Okay. Yeah, and, and when we're not drinking sparkling water, we're drinking, you know, uh, cucumber-flavored water or bl- blueberry-flavored water is a, is a real treat. Oh, man, you guys are fancy. Well, we have one of those, I don't know what you call them. It's a, a, an a infuser? pitcher. Yeah, it's like, I, I guess, maybe. Uh, it does seem to infuse fruity flavors into the water. So, I mean, that seems like a good a term as any. Um, but yeah, it's like a pitcher with a cylinder in the middle that you can put fruit into. And so you you pack the cylinder full of fruit, you put it in the pitcher, fill it up with water, and you put it in the fridge for, an, uh, you know, uh, overnight. And then you take it out and you pour it and it, it tastes lovely. Yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. We have one of those. We haven't used it in a while, though. I always wonder about those if I'm at someone's house, how long they've let the fruit sit in there because mm. I just I just wonder how long before the fruit starts going bad in the water and whether or not you would tell if that happened. That sounds like an awesome punchline to a House MD episode or some murder mystery. The fruit went bad. <laughs> I, can, I can just see like the, the main like detective or diagnostician diagnostician or what what have you you know uh-huh. they they pause and they tilt their head and then they come in and they're like it was bad fruit <laughs> or something way more dramatic and cool but you know but basically or, they just say it was bad fruit it could be in i i think it was in the meaning of life the monty python movie where it, it was the salmon moose or the salmon moose that they ate and that's why they oh died. bad salmon yeah, yeah. The, the grim reaper just like lifts his or her arm. I, I don't want you know. I don't. I don't want to import my gender stereotypes into death. So right, his or her right. arm, and uh, yeah, like bad. You know, canned salmon. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the it's fruit great. went bad. Um, man. So okay, this is super off topic. Uh, but mm-hmm. I mean, isn't everything in the show? Uh, That's I guess true. so. The problem with canned salmon and canned food in general, right? Is I think is botulism. Uh, does that sound right to you? And that's the primary ingredient in Botox. So when people inject Botox, get rid of wrinkles, they're injecting the same thing that kills you in, in canned foods that have swollen or otherwise deformed through bacterial growth. That really bothers me. Yeah, that scares it's, me. That's why yeah. I don't do Botox. Yeah, same here. Otherwise, I totally would. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, for sure. So it's, you know... I. It really shouldn't bother me, I guess, because it's it's sort of like what I'm doing. I'm doing the same sort of fear mongering that people do on the internet when they're like, "Oh, you know, like don't use cast iron pans because too much iron has these like terrible effects, and it's too much iron is basically poison." And right. I mean, you don't want to cook with poison, do you? <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, it's oh, jeez, I could yeah. go on forever about that. Right, right, right. But, yeah, what you do with the product is pretty important as far as how dangerous it is for you. Yeah, and whether or not it's trace amounts versus something more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so what are you drinking right now? Oh, 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 thank you. Uh, you reciprocated my question. I, I did. I, <laughs> um, I am drinking nothing. <laughs> or I am not drinking anything. You're either, drinking in either the way. air. That's right. And drinking in this wonderful conversation with you. Oh, how lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I do so much enjoy our conversation. <laughs> As do I. Yes, yes. Um, well, no, I'm not. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, no, go on, go on. Well, I was just gonna say, I, you know, it's too little, too late in the day for my typical black coffee, and I forgot to grab a sparkling water before uh, hitting record. So, uh, and yeah, I'm once again recording on the road, and my setup on the road right now is a little. Uh, I don't know how to describe it other than I'm I'm sitting on the floor with a microphone like barely holding onto a stand and a, a laptop on a box so yeah i no sparkling water for me today uh, at least not right now when you told me you were doing your mobile setup i expect or in my mind i imagine one of those big fancy vans that has a ton of electronic equipment inside of it and that you're oh. just you're just on the road using this thing 
<laughs> well, the van's outside. That's the problem. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, that'd be great. With a dish on top? Yes. Yes. A dish of pie? <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, that's a little bit. We're going to get into that later. We're going to talk lots about pies, but that's later. Okay. I'm All looking right. forward to that. I love pie. I do too. Well, how about we talk about some follow-up here? Follow-up it is. Um, I wanted to mention, so the song that I talked about last time that you were not familiar with is the song called Da Dip, and the artist is Freak Nasty. And the, <laughs> <Okay>. al- <laughs> the album is Controversy, spelled S-E-E at the end, and it was released in 1997. And I actually, it was very popular, so I'm surprised you haven't heard it, but I'll have to send it to you sometime. Maybe you'll recognize it. Well, whether or not I've heard it, I, I don't remember it. Uh, but I, do, I must ask, what are you doing listening to artists called Freak Nasty? I don't know. <laughs> I shouldn't have to. Uh, I shouldn't have to explain myself here. Well, alrighty then. <laughs> yeah, it's. I was actually kind of. I I had a chuckle when I looked up the artist's name and saw it was Freak Nasty. Yeah, that's hilarious. I mean, I that has to be a joke. I right. That's that's a joke, right? Like that's not. Someone's not like, man. I'm I'm so cool. My name's Freak Nasty. Like that has it has to be. There has to be something about that where it's sort of this like self aware humor. But I, I mean, I guess I don't really know. I, I don't yeah. know much about this stuff. I I watched the music video when looking this up, and it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty cheesy music video. So I can't imagine they take themselves too seriously. Yeah, I don't think I'd be comfortable watching a music video by an artist called Freak Nasty. <laughs> well, uh, thank I you for doing that say. for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, you know, I the things I do for this show. Yeah, it's. I mean, really, it's a great service. <laughs> And maybe you just have higher standards than I do. Well, I don't know about that. Um, well, okay, so I've, I've got a couple items to follow up here. Um, so talking about USB-C cables, mm-hmm. um, connectors, what have you. So I, I finally have somewhat official, uh, the official word on this. And more or less, any USB-C cable made by Apple will be fine for any of your products. They're not all going to do the same thing because some of them are video cables, some of them are char- just charge cables, um, but they're not going to hurt uh, hurt your stuff. So your laptop won't catch on fire. My laptop is not going to catch on fire, which yeah makes me really happy. Um, I say more or less because I guess there was a batch of cables, um, 2015, 16, something like that, uh, that are bad. But I don't. I most people don't have to worry about that. You would have had to have been an early adopter. To, to have that worry those those cables are gone if you buy an, a you know a cable from apple it sounds like you're going to be fine that you know do be warned though there are still cables on amazon by other manufacturers that will destroy your stuff so but at least at least the apple cables from what i'm told are fine so make sure you buy apple oh yeah at least for your apple stuff if you have apple stuff right right um second thing gamestop didn't actually release the figure oh they t- my goodness oh so going back there was this artorius of the abyss figure that i had bought for my brother-in-law and it was supposed to be released in september and then in october and then november and then finally it was it, it said it was released in december i go into the store he's like yeah it's been released but it's not here yet i'll call you when it's here and then i i look or I think I saw online someone's like, "Oh, they like unreleased the figure," and then I looked on my account, and lo and behold, it says release date, you know, January seventeenth. Ah, oh, geez. So who knows when that's gonna be released? I mean, it. I'm so beginning it, to think it's just not a thing. Is it spill? Is it still supposed to be released, or is it just like it might not even happen now? All I know is that the website says release date again, January seventeenth. I mm. think it's, I, I can't remember the exact date. It's like January seventeenth or January twenty-first, sometime in late January. And um, I can find no other information than that. It sounds like they're leading you on. I am beginning to wonder. And here's the thing. Like, I gave them money Yeah. for this. I, it's not like I just put my name down. I gave, I, I gave GameStop, I gave you money. You made me a promise. At least I feel like you did. I think you did. I think you made me a promise. And I'm beginning to think that I shouldn't trust you. And it, it hurts. I've, I've thought that for a long time about GameStop. Yeah, this is my first. This is my first time being burned, so I it it hurts. That's I mean that's that's about it. Well, as Shale Crow and Cat Stevens says, the first cut is the deepest. Oh, there we go. Cat Stevens said that too. 
Well, I think he wrote the song first, and then I see Shale Crow uh, also recorded it. Recorded so actually, it. to to be in in the interest of full disclosure. I have no idea if Cheryl Crow said that either. I just wanted to sound like I knew that one of them said it, and I really didn't. <laughs> okay. Well, but I do know some Cat Stevens, though. Uh, I just don't know should. that song. Yes. Taxi Driver, right? Isn't that Cat Stevens? I think so. Oh, no. Or is that Harry Chapin? I don't know. Oh, I don't, whatever. That doesn't ring a bell for me. Okay. Well. All right. So, uh, olives. We talked about olives, right? And potato chips? We did. And olives whether or not as- they're healthy. They are. I guess they are very healthy for you. I had no idea. I mean, olives, of course, that need... is not potato olives, chips. Not potato chips. Potato chips yeah. are terrible for you. Um, <laughs> Most yeah, I guess potato all... chips. Well, aren't all? Yeah, I guess if if they have potato in them, then they're not good for you. I guess maybe there's some ones that are good for you. I, yeah, I mean, maybe that's you know, listeners, if you if you have stuff, to let us know if you know of healthy potato chips. Um, that would probably make a lot of people really happy. Um, but olives, yes, olives are. Um, rather healthy for you they you know they're good for your heart and have some of these you know very trendy but i think honestly uh actually healthy fats um in them they're so they're a good source of what is it mono um monounsaturated fats or mono what is what is the term i'm searching for here i'm not sure um is is it monosaturated or i'm just guessing uh i think it's i think it's monounsaturated Okay, but um, whatever it is, they they have several benefits. They're, so they're among the anti-inflammatory foods, um, which I guess like lowers the amount of inflammation in your body generally, which is a good thing. Um, you know, inflammation is good. Like if you hurt yourself, like you hurt your elbow, and your body, you know, becomes inflamed to keep you know restrict movement. Like okay, good, but your body goes a little too far sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's you shouldn't generally have a bunch of inflammation. And so it's, you know, that's, that's good. You know, it's linked to like depression and all kinds of, all kinds of things. Um, it's got some, some of this heart healthy fat in it. Um, it's an important source of vitamin E. I don't know why it's an important source. Um, that's probably the wrong word, but it is, it is a source of vitamin E. Uh, and yeah, I mean, these are good things. Like, so, so olives are way better than potato chips. That, I find you know, it you. really funny that. I I just feel like the uh, the advertising on the back of that olives can was very misleading to me. That it it told me almost nothing about the health of olives, just that they were healthier than potato chips. Yeah, I feel like it's it, it's almost like you go into a job interview, and they're like, "Okay, tell us about some of your strengths," and you don't want to brag, and you and you don't want to come off as this like you know cocky guy, mm-hmm. and so you say, "Well, I'll tell you this much." I'm healthier than potato chips. <laughs> and then later you're like, why did I say that? You know, I don't know. Yeah. They, they really undersold themselves, these, these, the olive people. And they greatly emphasize that you can put them on your fingers. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that sounds about spot on. That's like the only thing they did right in, yeah. in that whole little advertising <laughs> shtick they did, they, yeah. they have there. Yep. Well, that is, uh, that is good to know. Is that, so is that related to olive oil being healthy for you, or is that pretty? I mean, obviously they come from the same thing, but um, is it for different reasons that olive oil is is healthier? It's related. Okay. Um, it's so yeah, olive oil is going to be healthy for you for similar reasons, having to do with heart health at least. Um, has some of these good fats, and um, there may be something I'm trying to remember. I I used to know more about this. Um, Olive oil. Uh, do you, I mean, actually, you do a lot of cooking. Do you know what the smoke point of olive oil is? I I don't. Though we use it a lot. All right. I'm I'm googling right now smoke point of olive oil. So the smoke point of olive oil is 405 degrees Fahrenheit, which is not bad. I mean, I think that's I think that's fairly high, and so that's another reason olive oil might be good for you. Um. So so it's heart healthy. It has has like a decent smoke point. So um, you're not. When, when when cooking, you're not gonna the the oil is not gonna start to um, decompose, and no. you know in a carcinogenic sort of way. Like you basically you don't want a bunch of uh, you you don't want your oil to burn, and then because re- when it does, it releases carcinogens, and that's that I mean that causes cancer. So right right you know yeah. So I mean olive oil is gonna have some some more flexibility in terms of what you can use it for than other lower smoke point oils. Hmm. Okay. But again, I can't remember exactly what 405 degrees Fahrenheit, well, how much um, 
what uh what that what, what what sorts of things you can cook up to that point i think avocado oil has like a super high smoke point so avocado oil is is good as well huh. but yeah anyways i i can't say i've ever used or even seen avocado oil what do you cook with just uh just olive oil oh okay cool yeah and butter 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 which is not healthy for you butter makes everything better it Are does you telling me that's not true that's an advertising campaign right <laughs> is it i don't it, know okay it, pro- I, it sounds like it is i mean there's there's also i can't believe it's not butter we need a live chat room of of listeners to help us with these things yeah we've talked about that we do though we do we do one day we'll all right there. so do, do i see something here in the notes uh i see something that says from jimmy yes so uh, as as a follow-up to the follow-up um i asked jimmy about comprised or he followed up with with me about comprised and his advice is a short rule of thumb is that you just shouldn't use comprised and 99.99 percent of the time comprised is used as or this is the case where it's used x comprises y so you can think of it as synonymous with to include um, so most of the time you just want to use composed. You don't want to say comprised, um, and you don't say comprised of. Right. So that makes a lot of sense to me. I, um, so I, I want to get your thoughts. So I want to do an aside real quick, and then we'll get back to what we were saying okay. in a moment. Um, podcasting's hard. Um, yeah. I don't know if you feel this way, but I, I feel really stupid when I go back and listen to our episodes and I, I've learned a couple things about myself. I, uh, I criticize people's terms too much. I do not know how to speak proper English, <laughs> uh, p- proper grammatical English. Not just Jim's comment, but a lot of my sentences, I think to myself, man, if somebody spoke that way to me, I'd feel like you know they needed to go read a book or something. Uh, but I guess that's just the way I speak as well. So, um, and yeah, I'm right there with you. That's hard. It is. It is. You're trying to. Uh, you're trying to sound smart and talk in real time at the same time, and uh, you always have time to think. And and on top of that, I'm, I feel like a lot of times uh, the word escapes me that I'm looking for, and then I just sound dumb because yeah. I use whatever comes to mind. Yeah, all the time for me. I right, I my I have no vocabulary when I have to speak in you know, when it's going to be in front of people, you know, even in this sort of way where, I mean, this is going to be edited and then released publicly. It's the publicly part. That's all I can think about right now. I just keep thinking, man, like somebody is going to listen to this and think I'm an idiot. And that's whatever, I guess, you know, it's it's a growing experience. Yeah, totally. I can hear, I can hear like, I don't know, some wise mentor, you should have thicker skin. (laughs) That Um, sounds like a, a Batman voice to me. That may have been Batman. I think it was Arnold Schwarzenegger, but in an alternate alternate universe where he wasn't born in Austria and he was born <laughs> in Florida instead. <laughs> so, yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so, J- Jimmy did note the first time he brought that up that he was being pedantic. So he's he's he knows he's being nitpicky and just for the fun of it. And and he's trying to teach you how to speak better. So you can thank him for that. Um, no, I so I do thank him for that. Um, yeah. So I have with with your permission, I'd like to say some things about this. Please do. Okay, awesome. So first thing first, yeah. So my first thought was, like, yeah, this is kind of nitpicky. I think I even said this to you off the air. I was like, this seems really nitpicky. English is a fluid language, yada, yada, yada. It's not like, I think French has some committee that at least tries to uh, maintain, you know, French as a language. Uh, there's like a standard, stand, a, a board that controls the standards. Hmm. Um, anyways, English is not like that. So I'm going to read this quote. Um, uh, this is from, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put a link, um, in the show notes in the show notes or something. Maybe we'll have show notes this time. Um, we do the, have the... show notes. Oh, good. Well, we'll yeah. put the link in the show notes then. Um, okay. so the American heritage guide to contemporary usage and style, um, however, has noticed an interesting trend in 1965, 50%, ah, I'm sorry, 54% of the usage panel disapproved of the phrase is comprised of. Whereas in 2005, 65% approved, which I guess means that only 35% disapproved or maybe some percentage just like didn't say either way, whatever. Um, and so this is really interesting. So it seems like there's this this trend. I mean, we're, we're trending towards is comprised of being acceptable. Right. Um, 
And uh, I guess the Grammar Girl podcast said something about this and said that the traditional distinction um, may be destined to fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Um, though official guides will tell you like, not to say is comprised of, like, as, as Jim has suggested as well. So, you know, Jim and the official guides are still on the same page. So, like, don't put that in your dissertation. Um, but perhaps it's okay to say on a podcast. Um, okay. So, but here's what I want to say about this. Uh, after thinking a little more about it and reading a little bit more, um, I guess I'm on board with what Jim has to say and, and Jim, Jimmy, whatever you want to be called, I thank you because I realized that comprise means the same thing as contain. And so if we say X comprises the Y's, so the pie comprises, uh, eight slices is the same as saying the pie contains eight slices. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and that is not the same, um, as composes or compose, which is what I was thinking. I was thinking, com- you know, comprise and compose were synonyms. They're not synonyms, um, mm. comprises synonym with contained. So, you know, to say that, uh, the pie contains the Y's. I mean, the the pie contains the cont- slices. <laughs> I know, I know. So, so to say that the the pie contains the slices or uh-huh. the pie comprises the slices is not the same as the pie composes the slices. That doesn't make sense. A pie cannot compose slices. The pie is composed of the slices, and so you have to do this. Uh, I don't know, like preposition inversion or something, whatever it's called in fancy grammar, to to get that to work. Um, and so there's there's this like shift in meaning um, when we move from comprises to composed. And so so like listen to this: the pie is comprised of. I'm sorry. The yeah. So the pie is comprised of eight slices, and the pie is contained of eight slices. The first makes sense because we're used to saying it that way because people are just saying it wrong. I'm on board with Jim on this, um, but the second is nearly nonsensical. But if the second is nonsensical, the the contained version, um, then the comprised version should be nonsensical as well because they're supposed to mean the same thing. Now, obviously, they just don't mean the same thing anymore because these words are starting to come apart or maybe comprised means something different when you have the preposition after it. But whatever the case may be, I think Jim is spot on. You know, I shouldn't, you shouldn't, no one should say the pie is comprised of six slices because that literally implies that the six slices contain the pie um and so yeah no good instead we should say the pie comprises eight slices or i think this would be fine um the eight slices um are comprised by the pie that sounds right to me but at the very least it's going to get a lot closer than what we have been saying so jim just once again i want to thank you you literally saved my life on this and uh, yeah i just i just don't know how I could thank you. Now, <laughs> now I've noticed you use the word literally quite liberally, and that is actually, as Jimmy expressed to me, his second pet peeve, grammatical pet peeve. Ah, uh, Aaron, come on. <laughs> is the incorrect use of the word literally. I was trying to prod him into giving us more follow-up so we can, because <laughs> I liked this. This is good. I wanted to hear what he had to say about my use of literally, and now the joke is... Uh... Oh man! Oh, that's fine. <laughs> yes. So I, I suspect yeah. I am also uh, in agreement with Jim that uh, liberal use of liberal, uh, li- the, the <laughs> a liberal use of literally is literally unacceptable. No, I'm just kidding. Is yeah, it's, it's no say. good. Yeah, it is difficult to say. Um, yeah. So I I like to say uh, literately, like he was literally reading a book yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. Or, uh, or literarily. Liter- oh. That's a good one, too. That is a good one. Um, yeah, I'm a fan of... Uh, I. So so maybe I could say this. So, Jim, we want more thoughts from you. Uh, what do you think of this? You figuratively, literally saved my life. As opposed to literally, literally saved my life. He has, you know, stacked some operators there. Um, looking forward to your feedback. That uh, That reminds me of... Our lead and my lead at work, Eric, likes to say fact in my opinion. So oh. I, might, I might say fact in my opinion, pie is the best dessert ever. So that's that would be technically correct, though, right? It, it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is a fact that that is his opinion. Yeah. But his opinion is not fact. Right. Yeah. 
Now, if he said, fact, pie or uh, strawberry pie is the best pie, that's my opinion. Mm, well, I, anyways, yeah. I think it would be easier to write it down, but you get the idea. Yeah. So I, if you said- I think it's still okay. What, what about this? Fact, colon, <laughs> strawberry pie is the best pie, period. That's my opinion. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't think that's right. Here's a fancy word. That is making anaphoric reference to what comes after the colon in the previous sentence. And I think in that case, you have a contradiction because you're saying that what comes after the colon is a fact in virtue of fact colon. But then you're saying in virtue of the anaphoric reference against fancy words, I'm trying to be a better podcaster. Um, you're saying that what comes after the colon is an opinion and a fact. I don't think facts and facts and opinions are opposed, right? I'm I'm becoming very lost on this. <laughs> you're saying a lot of words quickly. Well... In conclusion, I think Lost had a lot going for it, and um, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. And well, uh, maybe we should just move on. Lost was a good show until the end there, but I'm also very distracted by thoughts of pie right now. Three point one four, yes, one five nine. nine. Yeah, uh, not six eight. It's something else. It's not six eight. I don't think so. I used to think it was six eight. Anyways, this is we're we're nerding out way too much. We're losing our audience. We talked about this. It's I, two six. Yeah. Five two six. Nine. Okay. Anyway. We should have an episode where we just read pie. <laughs> and by by read pie, I mean I put my fingers into the pie and I tell you your future. <laughs> I would go to that kind of fortune teller. I would as too. Long as, 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 as long as you get to eat the pie afterwards. Yeah. Well, wait. Who's putting their fingers in the pie, though? Is the fortune right. teller? This, like, well, grimy, grimy hand fortune teller. I'm going to tell you your future. He puts fingers in the pie. Now eat the pie, and I'll tell no. you your future. You're like, okay, I'm going to go now. I'd eat around the part where the finger was. Oh, man. I couldn't do it. Well, I guess it depends on whether or not I saw them wash their hands first. But, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Flakes of skin in the pie. That sounds so gross. It's like having skin in the game, but it's in the pie. <laughs> I yes. think we should start that expression. Skin in the pie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's do some market research, and we'll get we'll get back on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it's about time we get to some listener questions that are not related to follow up here. Listener questions. Listener Ooh. questions. Sorry, I wanted. I okay. You know, I've thought about whether we should have a jingle for a different segments, as a lot of podcasts do. Um, and I haven't made my mind up yet. What do you think? I I don't think we should. I but I did get excited that we have listener questions. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm glad. Even though well, looking at the show notes here, I I see that one of them is from someone I know. <laughs> you know what? I didn't want to assume, but I figured as much. Yes. Yes. Anyways, as you were saying. As I was saying, uh, we have a question from Amy here, who I know, and her question is. So my question, that's kind of funny, but so my question is, if you, Aaron and Gordon, were to purchase a $200 statue, what would it be of and where would you display it? Okay, so can can this be a statue of anything or does this have to be a statue that I know of that's made? I would and, say I would say anything. There's no limits to this. But it still costs $200. Yes. That's that's okay. the limiter, is it? See, this is the tricky part in my mind is that it's it's it has to, it seems like it has to be exactly a two hundred dollar statue or, or close enough in our estimation, and so that kind of limits you in either the materials or the size of that statue. Right. So what I guess I don't know enough about statues. I'm struggling a little bit. So I guess the materials are going to play a part, and the, the artistry, price, and the artistry. Yeah. The rarity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean by artistry? Does that mean like how it was made or does that mean like how well it was made? Well, are we? is it going to be a mold that's already existing or is someone creating the statue? I don't know anything about statues. So I guess sometimes right. they're made with molds and sometimes they're made with like little picks or something. Yeah, like someone chips away at the marble. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess the answer is rather obvious. I would go with a bust of Winston Churchill. Oh, well. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. What would yeah. it be? Uh, what materials would it be made of? Tungsten. No, tungsten. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's a for two hundred dollars. <laughs> that's a very tiny Winston. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> tungsten. That would be really hard, right? You can't. I mean, can you make statues out of tungsten? Why not? Or you it... can make rings out of tungsten. I'm sure you can make. Statues. Oh, I guess you could, huh? I was gonna say I thought maybe it was too hard, but I guess if you can cut diamonds, you can cut tungsten. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, yeah, and you can make rings out of tungsten. That's right. And you can make, you make light bulbs out of tungsten. So why not? I, I just wasn't sure what level of detail you could. Maybe it would be like a really like nasty looking statue of Winston Churchill with like <laughs> his his like cheeks have right angles on them. Um, you know, block corners. But um, but in all seriousness, no, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I didn't um, know you could. I didn't know they made light bulbs out of tungsten. Yeah, some light bulbs have tungsten filaments. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think because it has high resistance, so the the current uh, uh, gets, I don't know, resisted from flowing, and that energy turns into heat and light. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, um, what? So, what are your thoughts? I need to think about this more. But yeah, what, what do you? What well, are your I would have a concrete statue, uh, and the figure would be Papyrus from Undertale, which you, as far as I know, you've not played yet. No, I have not. Well, I will though. I will soon. I've been very busy. Yeah. Uh when you do, you will you'll know the character. He's one of my favorite characters from the game. Maybe not the favorite, but he's a good character. And uh I think he would make a great uh fountainhead. So he would be in some kind of silly pose with water pouring out of his mouth. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um Oh, very cool. Um so I am struggling a bit to come up with something good so two hundred dollars is a lot of money to spend on a statue and so i'm trying to think of something. so here here was the thought i thought um so i did think winston churchill but i don't want to go with winston churchill um though you know i, I take it we owe him a lot of thanks in terms of his service in world war ii mm-hmm. um him and uh roosevelt right um mm-hmm. no yes wait oh man <laughs> this is part of podcasting now i'm all worried that it wasn't roosevelt i know it was eisenhower was the president that came after whoever it was. It was Roosevelt, right? Okay, we're just going to say it was Roosevelt and move on. Listeners can correct us. We don't have to be perfect. We got to no, we, gotta, we, don't. we, don't. we must break the chains of these burdens of perfection so that we <laughs> can continue to entertain the people. Um so and how look about like fools. Yes, yes. Hey, we're we're building community on the anvil of our awkwardness. I mean, that's just how it gets done. So um it is Roosevelt. Okay, good. Um so then then I thought St. Paul, right? Like Paul the Apostle, Paul of Tarsus. But then I don't know about that either. I, I was thinking like, oh, I could do that, have it next to some like commentaries or something on a bookshelf. Like that'd be that'd be really, really cool. But then you know, I, I worry a little bit. I mean, I'm always I always have like this fear of uh, like the worship of important Christian figures. Uh-huh. Um, this is something that happens in churches and stuff. You have like you know uh, some Reformed churches like oh they worship John Calvin. Oh some uh methodist churches oh they worship john wesley and you know you may have other churches oh they you know they worship they worship paul right um you know paul was awesome but i don't know so a little little concerns there i'm just this is just like off the cuff so you also uh, don't know what he looked like so that's the difficulty i thought there were they don't know they have no idea what he looked like i didn't think so but maybe i'm wrong well i know some of these figures yeah so that might be right i i know we have busts of like socrates and aristotle who came at least 500 years Four, four or five hundred years before okay paul yeah. um but you might be right i mean he was i mean one of the most important and influential figures um in history but lived a rather poor life so i mean i don't know maybe no one ever made a bust of him um at least not nothing that survived so yeah i don't know um if you were to choose a uh, a character from i've uh, got it okay i've got it tell me ash from Army of Darkness. There you go. That's, <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. I've got it. Um, though <laughs> with, we're gonna with have the to chainsaw, pick... his chainsaw arm. Doesn't he have a oh, chainsaw arm? Yeah, so we could do the full figure. I was thinking just a bust, but yeah, so we could do a full like I don't know, what are these like one sixth scale figures or something? I don't know. I see numbers next to figures sometimes. I see one sixth a lot. But yeah, whatever yeah. however big it would be. Um yeah, with the chainsaw, the chin, um, all of it. That'd be great. Maybe not the Necronomicon because that's a little creepy. Um, but maybe with the Necronomicon. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever the artist <laughs> thinks. I'll leave it up to them. Um, and then I guess I would pick the most durable material that affords a high level of detail. Okay. So by durable, I mean material that would uh, last, can withstand you know, dust and dusting and isn't going to just like um dissolve if it touches a solvent but can also uh hold on to the paint and whatever but still affords a high level of uh detail so no no right edges on the cheeks i don't know what material that would be yeah 
Marble, uh, maybe. I don't know. Solid gold, maybe. Solid, <laughs> yeah. I think solid gold might be too soft. But <laughs> yeah, you, you're probably right. Yeah, that's good. That's very interesting. Yeah. Well, bronze you... statues are uh, pretty popular. Oh yeah, it's true. I may have to go into bronze. I do a little bit of research, but yeah. Uh, who who did you pick? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, the 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 chap Papyrus. from Undertale, right? Yeah. With, he, with the fountain. He's a skeleton. Oh okay, cool. Yeah. I look forward to playing that. I've heard great things about it. Yeah, it's it's a very good game. We'll we'll talk more, I'm sure, as you play it. So we have I have another question that uh, does not need to be addressed now, but should be noted. And this is from Gloria Burrows. Would you happen to know Gloria? I do believe that, unless there's another Gloria Burroughs, I do believe Gloria is my wife. Aha, as I suspected. Oh, boy. <laughs> so here's what she said. She, she uh, sent an email through the contact form here. On an upcoming podcast, it'd be great to hear Aaron's response to the question of what animal he would pick to be. I know Gordon picked a giraffe. And it seems he realized he should have reciprocated the question to Aaron, but the norms of social etiquette failed. Alas. Alas. Okay. <laughs> um, so you know, what? don't don't ask me this time. I want you to ask some some other podcast. Well, who even says I would ask? Uh, well, you're right. You don't have to, I guess. Well, I probably do. I mean, I I do try and respect my wife and compromise. Uh, when our wishes are in conflict. So it seems like this would be a reasonable compromise. Yeah. Um, that's funny. That's so she, wise, That's a wise approach. Yeah, it seems like it is. Um, she's really quite lovely. So I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she, so she, she got onto me about this. Really? I think she was, yeah, she was like a little, she, she thought I was uh, rather rude. I mean, she, I mean, I think she like, we were listening to it together. Um, she likes to listen to it with me and she like encourages me. And so it's really, it's really, really sweet. Uh, she like paused it and she's like, wait, are you not going to ask him? She's like, that's so rude. Like, why would you do that? I'm like, I don't know, babe. It's like a shtick. Like this, it's funny if I don't ask him. And she's like, but, but you were obviously supposed to. I'm like, that's the point. She's like, but it's rude. I'm like, all right. And, <laughs> she just and couldn't I, take it, huh? Yeah, no, no. She didn't like it at all. She thought I was, I was being a little too rude. So uh, yeah, I probably should ask you. But if you're, I mean, so she she respects you a lot. So I mean, if you don't want me to ask you right now, I could probably get away with not asking you. I I would say save it for another one when maybe even when I'm not expecting it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sound that sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. Well, unless you have anything else, I think that's it on listener questions. Well, now that you mention it, do you brush your teeth with your right or left hand? My right hand. Okay, that was all. All right. So, uh all right, yeah, so I think we're done. Was that from you or someone else? <laughs> I don't know. You just asked me if I was done, so then I thought okay. of a question real quick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We are on to topics. Topics. Woo woo. All right. So, actually, real quick, before we get into topics, mm-hmm. I got a bell for Christmas, like a desk bell. Uh, I think we talked about this. You? was on my list. I'm very excited about it. But, alas, right, in the, in the words of Gloria, alas, yeah. um, I don't have it. I don't have it with me right here, set up with me here. Um, so I can't hit the bell when I get excited, but I'm looking forward to doing that later. Well, you know what? That, that doesn't have to wait till topics. That could be a topic. So I think that was our first topic. Oh, okay. There we go. First topic. I got a bell for Christmas, a desk bell, the kind where you go ding and you summon, maybe it's like a summoning bell. I don't know, whatever it is, but I, I got one. I'm very excited to use it. Uh, on the show now when you got the bell did you sing the song you can ring my bell i don't know that song how do you not know these songs i i just don't understand i it. just okay i i know other songs do you know the general do you know that song by dispatch oh, of course oh okay I, um, I think that song's a requirement to know you well he grew a beard as soon as he could to cover the scars on his face and ur- he did urged his mm-hmm. men on right what about what about uh i've seen all good people by yes i've probably I don't remember it, but I've probably heard it since I've heard a lot of songs from Yes. Okay. But it doesn't ring a bell? It doesn't ring a bell. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll get into the song stuff later. Maybe we need to turn this into a game at some point. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But. Well, now now we're deep into topics here. All right. Okay. Um, so. On, on that note, we should, I guess we should talk about why we didn't record a podcast 
uh, last week because I don't think we've mentioned it. I can't remember if we've mentioned it or not, but our intent is to record bi-weekly, and by that I mean every other week. Yes, that is correct. Um, yeah, we are intending to do that. We sh- we're, we're intending to drop episodes uh, every other Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so yeah, I guess sort of like mustering my um, my metal here or whatever the appropriate word would. Jim, what's the right word here? Let us know later. Um, but <laughs> Jim's our go-to guy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, so we didn't record. Um, the, the The reason we didn't is because uh, I had uh, actually my wife and I we uh, we flew um, to be with a friend of mine who had a major stroke, mm-hmm. which was uh, pretty difficult. So let me let me just assure everybody. So he's doing really well and is making progress every day. So there, it's really quite remarkable given the circumstances, which I'll, I'll explain in a moment. But um, I always like, when there's bad news, I always like to know like exactly what happened first. I hate it when people draw out, you know, terrible stories. Yeah. Um, and they call and they're like, well, something terrible happened and yada, yada. I'm like, just get to the point. Like, yeah. is somebody... You just want the facts. Yeah, exactly. And I want them in a certain order. So... Yeah. Um. Yeah, so so uh, Raymond is his name. He is he's doing better every day. Still can't talk. Um, can uh, can stand though uh, better. I think he still needs assistance, um, and he still gets really tired, but is doing way better. So here's what happened: um, he had an aneurysm in his carotid artery. So you've got two arteries going up the side of your neck that supply blood to your brain. You know they do this because your brain needs oxygen. And one of them had, you know, uh, there was an aneurysm, which just means basically uh, more or less the the wall of the artery opened and let blood go everywhere, um, which is really, really scary to think about. Um, and yeah. so your body, you know, to keep from bleeding out, your body starts to clot and that, that prevents the blood from just spilling out into your neck and not getting anything to your brain and dying and blood pressure going down and everything else. So... Um, so that happened and clots were formed and that saved his life. His, you know, this natural response was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but then one of those clots went into his brain and caused a major stroke on the left side of his brain. And, um, his wife actually found him in the shower. Um, which is just, I, oh man, it just like gives me chills to think about Gloria finding me or something. Um, yeah. Or, or vice versa, whatever. Um, and so, so here's the kicker, uh, Raymond's 38, 38 years old. So two years under 40 and yeah, had, a, had an aneurysm and a, and a major stroke. Uh, so it's, yeah, crazy stuff. Um, so I just, it's unbelievable. You know, I, I, I feel so awful for his parents, you know, there's nothing worse than a child, you know, losing a child or, or thinking you're going to lose a child because that's, that's where we were at. You know, I got a phone call, Raymond had a major stroke and I was just, I'm like, this has to be a joke. Like, this is impossible. Like too young, you know, to, yeah. to have your body fail like that. Um, yeah, and, it's really, it's really shocking. And even people who I talked to about it were really surprised. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really something. Um, and I guess aneurysms, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know if people know about aneurysms and, and such, but you know, aneurysms are usually caused, I think most of them are congenital. Um, so it's like genetic and you just have these, these time bombs, but it's really, really like low percentage of the population. Um, not something any of us need to worry about. I mean, you're more likely to get hit by a car than have an aneurysm. Um, but sometimes I guess in the neck, they can be caused by damage. So you could be playing sports or something and, you know, and have that, you know, um, get hurt in some way. You take a Frisbee to the side of the neck that might be able to cause an aneurysm. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but those are, I think, the two most common cases where you're going to end up with something like that. Um, and, and in Raymond's case, I I don't think I mean they don't they don't know like he doesn't have any family history. Um, you know, his, he's got a brother, so his brother's going to need to be checked out now to make sure he doesn't have one. But mm. you know, it's it's really scary. I mean, his his son, um, uh, his his sons, I should say, he's got two sons are going to both need to be checked out because. Uh, just to make sure that's not, um, not genetic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, super, super shocking. And, um, 
you know, this is one of my best friends and we grew up together and, um, he's, he's just in, he, he is a part of the context of my life and to, you know, I know these days are coming, uh, Gloria and I talk about this. We talk about how, like, these are the good times. Um, we're young, you know, our, our family, you know, most of the members of our family are all alive and healthy and, you know, it's, it's really wonderful, but you know, the good times don't last forever and, you know, people are going to start getting sick and, you know, we, we know people who's, who are going through this right now and it's, it's really hard. And I, I didn't expect the good times to end with someone who's 38 years old having an aneurysm and a major stroke. So yeah. it's just unbelievable. Um, but that's, yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, I take it, this is our future is, I mean, a lot of good times, but our bodies wear out and that's just how it is. We either get hit by a car or our bodies wear out. That's pretty much how it goes. Yeah. All right. This podcast got really depressing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really happy now. Yeah. But I mean, but on the bright side again, so he's doing great and- yeah. You know, when when we arrived, he was sedated in a hospital bed and couldn't move. Um, it was unclear at times whether he was actually squeezing your hand or if it was just a twitch. And we've gone from there to him being able to um, walk somewhat. He can somewhat he can vocalize, though I don't I don't think he's actually speaking. Um, he's not actually communicating using English yet. Um, it's more just he's making sounds. And, uh, he, but he can move around, he can move both sides of his body, which is great. Cause initially he could only move, uh, the left side, he couldn't move the right side. And, um, that's a huge development. Yeah. It's really, really wonderful. So he, you know, he, we, there, there's reason to think and reason to be hopeful that he will make a full recovery. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's really, really is. Woo. Um, but still very difficult. Yes. So. Yeah. Okay. So this brings up some questions and, Mm -hmm. um, there's a couple things here, a lot to talk about. So we're Christians, right? We believe God exists, Trinity, Christ died on the cross. God has, you know, knowledge of the future. Not that you have to be a Christian to think, or not that you have to think that God has knowledge of the future to be a Christian, but I I happen to think that God does know the future and Mm -hmm. has providential control and, um, is good. Yes. Uh, and so there's questions about prayer. Um, we set those aside for a second or actually let's just set those aside and not talk about those. Um, um, on this show. Uh, and instead, I, yeah, I guess, you know, you encouraged me, Aaron, to talk a little bit about my, my feelings. You thought it might be helpful because this, this has yeah. been really difficult. Um, it's, it's really quite the shock to think one of your, one of your best friends, someone who's like always been there was going to suddenly be gone. Um, and so I guess, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is right. Like this, this seems like something that's evil and this is, it's causing suffering, you know, mm-hmm. his poor wife, his poor parents, his poor sons, his friends, like we're all hurting. Um, and he's hurting, he's scared. Uh, he's getting better, but to just like wake up and not be able to move or speak is terrifying. And so there's this like natural question, like how, how can this be? Like, how can, how can we be Christians and these evil things happen? Like, how do we reconcile that? Because given how powerful God is, how, knowledgeable God is and how good God is seems like that's enough to secure a world without things like this happening. And, you know, usually a lot of times in this discussion, people will be like, Oh, the Holocaust, you know, God doesn't exist. You know, I think it's worth considering stubbing your toe. Um, you know, if, if God has all this power and is, is good and knowledgeable, why do I stub my toe? You know, that doesn't even make any sense. Right. Um, from from a certain perspective. So um, anyway, so I just want to say one thing. We're not going to get into this uh, in a lot of detail on the show, but I've I've read about this a lot. I've done a lot of work in this. I've done public talks on this. Um, I don't think there's a problem of evil uh, for the belief that God exists. So I, I think that my belief in God is consistent with there being evil in the world. And I think I have really good reasons for this. I don't have it all figured out. Um, but in brief, I don't think there's any contradiction in terms to say that God exists and evil exists. Um, there was once a famous argument to that effect. I think that argument has been successfully overcome. Um, what's the argument? Um, well, which one? The the argument. What's the one that's been overcome? Oh, so the argument was just, um, that the term God, um, is defined as 
a being that is, you know, all good, all powerful, all knowing. And, um, if you take that definition, then, um, and then define evil as maybe let's just define evil as like a deprivation of what's good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if you, if you take God exists and define that term as such and take evil exists and define it as such, well, it seems like if God exists, there should be no deprivation of, of good. And, but if there's evil, there is a deprivation of good. Therefore, okay. you know, if God exists, evil can't exist. Gotcha. But and, and which is which means that if if God exists and evil exists and you have a contradiction. So um, that's that's the argument. Um, and this is overcome in a, a somewhat complicated, but really, I think, sensible way uh, with something called the free will defense. It's not what it sounds like. It's not just, oh, people have free will. So it's their fault. Um, that's sort of like the quick uh you know, sort of this like quick response people give sometimes, which is like really insufficient for a lot of reasons. Free will defense is a name of an argument that was published uh, in the 70s by Alvin Plantiga that again, is somewhat complicated. We're not going to get into it anymore here because there's just, it would be too long of a show, but we can talk about this stuff at some point. It would actually be a pleasure to do so. Okay. Um, But all that to say, that was a really long-winded to say that I don't think there's a, there's a problem of evil. And so I'm not, I'm not concerned that God isn't good. Um, and that, that has to do, I've spent a lot of time in this literature, a lot of time thinking about this, you know, looking at lists of sentences and how they relate to one another about God and evil and things like that. And I've come to the conclusion that I, although I don't know why there's evil, I don't think I'm in a place where I can proclaim that evil is sufficient evidence for the non-existence of God. So, um, right. Yeah. So that's, that's that. Um, but I, I, there is something I'd like to say, like, uh, that doesn't mean this isn't hard. And so I guess, you know, my, my wife actually asked me about this. She asked, um, we were talking a little bit the other day about whether or not this affected my beliefs in terms of God being good. And I, you know, and I told her the same thing I just said, I, you know, said that God, I, yeah, I 100% still believe that God is good. Um, but I can say that and at the same time say like, I do not understand why um, life has to be so hard sometimes and, and not, not for me. Like, I don't understand why it has to be hard for me, but I don't understand why it has to be hard for Raymond. Um, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, it doesn't make any sense why it has to be hard for his wife. Um, why it has to be hard for his kids. Why it has to be hard for anybody at all. Like it doesn't make sense. And I don't, I don't want it to be hard. It seems unfair. It doesn't seem like he deserved this. Um, and that all of that really bothers me now I, I can, I'm, I'm just sort of like reporting my feelings Yeah. and this is, this is like, honestly the way that I feel. And I think it's, you know, sometimes people are uncomfortable saying these things because they think that by saying this, that they're somehow betraying God, like Christians, I should say, are uncomfortable saying these things because they think they're, you know, betraying the God that they love. Well, I can love God and still be like super confused about why a 38 year old has an aneurysm and a major stroke um and has to like rebuild like an infant rebuild the the use and control of his body um yeah it really confuses me so i can say that but at the same time say that like i know god is good and i know that this doesn't prove or supply evidence that god doesn't exist um and that this isn't part of the so-called problem of evil like there is no problem of evil um apart from like this stuff really is hard yeah and um and so there's it's, go ahead sorry it's i think it's healthy to be in a place where you're able to feel and express doubts without without believing that your like faith is in crisis yeah um, that's right that's a good way to put it yeah so it's i uh yeah i saw so I, I mean an, another thing to say i guess like i feel angry um i'm angry that this happened and um i i told my wife like when i got the phone call and i realized that it wasn't a joke, that it wasn't a mistake. And I got off the phone, and um, this is on this is on New Year's Eve. Like we're getting ready, we're actually getting ready to sit down. This is what I thought the show was going to be about. Uh, back on New Year's Eve, I thought we were going to have a show about uh, New Year's resolutions, right? Yeah, but right. but yeah, but no. Instead, we're talking about aneurysms and strokes. Um, but it was New Year's Eve, and Gloria and I were. <laughs> um, getting ready to have a discussion about some things, some changes we want to make, um, in our lives and Uh using new year's as sort of a, 
um, as, as an encouragement to do so. My phone rings. I get off the phone. I just look at her and I just tell her, I'm like, I just said to her, I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know how to handle this. So anyways, that's, that's a lot of what I wanted to say. Um, the second part of it, I guess, is that, or maybe this is the third part. Um, these feelings, here, here's, here's like the real like problem of evil. It's, it's doesn't have to do with the existence of God. Like we can set that aside. Um, God exists. All right. But the, the problem of evil is like how to, how to help people who are suffering. Like, so, um, I, I, you know, we pray for their family. Um, we pray for people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're like researching prayer at the moment, trying to understand it better because we've been moved to do so by this situation because we were, it was unclear to us how to pray about this beyond, you know, that God be glorified in whatever happens. Like I can pray that and very, very comfortably pray that. Um, yeah, but I, you know, we're, so we're trying to learn more. Um, but there's so much more that, uh, you know, uh, could be done. Like, and so I just looked at her. I was like, I don't know what to do. And I still don't, don't really know what to do. Um, so there's, there's that problem. Um, like how to, how to help people who are hurting, like, what do we do for their family? Um, here's the other problem. Um, and I'm sure members of the family feel this way, um, but I'll just talk about myself in this case. Um, this sense of unfairness, this anger, this like lack of understanding, this, this makes, um, so let me get like really Christianese here for a second. This makes my flesh want to rebel against God. Um, so I believe that God is good. I know that God is good, but I'm mad that this happened and it, and it makes me, it, it, I can feel my flesh at times pulling me away from Christian practice, not away from my beliefs though, though a lack of Christian practice, you know, is sort of like the first step to, to losing Christian belief. Right. But it's not a challenge to my beliefs directly, but it's, it is, it is a challenge to my Christian practice. Um, but then I have to, you know, you know, I, you know, do the things you have to do to sort of like get your mind right and get in the right place and, um, you know, move on, move on and uh, continue this dialogue with God about what happened and dialogue with, you know, people like you and Gloria and, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough, but that's the, this is the problem of evil. It's like how to, how to help people who are suffering and, and how to maintain your, uh, your relationship with God and relationship with others. Um, even though this stuff doesn't make sense and it makes you angry. So yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. And, uh, all of that is why we haven't recorded and, uh, we got off our schedule. And so it's just unbelievable is, is really the only word to use though, though I hate it. Cause this happens. I mean, this happens and there's people going through all kinds of terrible things. Um, it's just now it's, uh, now it's my buddy that it's happening to and, you know, not some stranger. So, um, there you go. I'll, I'll conclude yeah. with that. And I find that a very strange part of life is um, you know that these sorts of things happen to people all the time, um, all over the world. But when it happens to you or someone next to you that you're close to, it's still very shocking and, and very jarring. And it just kind of throws you out of your state of living and into a almost another mode entirely. Um and you try to, like, I personally, I feel like I try to imagine situations like that in scenarios and to prepare myself for them mentally. But uh, I, I think that no matter what I do, I won't be prepared. And it's kind of terrifying to think of that. If you don't mind me asking, what kind of stuff yeah. do you imagine? Well, I think of, like, if someone had a heart attack or, um, or someone someone close to me like getting sick or dying in a car accident um and me finding out about it afterwards my my wife or or um something happened to my kids um or or even like you or a, a friend I'm close to um it's I just don't know what I would do um but I know it'd be very difficult and it would be a huge struggle for me yeah this this stuff's really hard to think about um yeah, I have a thought. I mean, this is a very depressing podcast. I mean, but all of our podcasts are 
episodes are pretty depressing for other reasons because we're terrible podcast hosts at least i am uh, i'm just kidding um, they're, they're they're depressing in humorous ways though. that's right that's right um i have a i mean i guess since we're burying our souls um i yeah i have sometimes like an intrusive thought where i think about my wife being trapped in a car that's been in an accident and her needing medical attention and her her being there thinking uh you know gordon's gordon's going to be here any minute and everything's going to be okay and then slowly realizing that i'm not going to be there because i'm not you know because i don't get there in time and her drifting off ah it just kills me i'm gonna start crying on the show (laughs) yes we're gonna have to edit all this out anyways you know we've we've talked a lot and i hope in the future we'll talk more about intrusive thoughts and what to do about them and how to deal with them and and mindfulness mindfulness as well yeah great um, topic it's something topic. i'd like to learn more about or get better at practicing um but yeah that happens to me too uh, i feel like there was i mentioned it before but i feel like there's a lot of things that i was consuming that led me to a state of dread about the future of the world and what life could be like uh, for me and for my children and uh just just kind of being in a i don't know a, a state of terror i guess of of the future or worry about the future anxiety so um but well, you gave me some good advice and um i think we should talk more about that kind of thing i agree um i think that would be a great topic uh i, I need to ask you a question though you said it was because of stuff you were consuming um, yeah. Were you referring to cups comprising eggnog? <laughs> that, that was it. <laughs> okay. You know? Well, we've talked about this, Aaron. Lay off the eggnog. <laughs> it's too much eggnog. Eggnog and, leads to intrusive thoughts. That's all you well, need to know about mindfulness. Lay off the eggnog. The, intrusive thoughts go away. The worst thing was I was wearing fingerless gloves. Oh, I'm no. Wearing. Not the fingerless gloves. It's It's a recipe for disaster. Oh, no. It is. Um, yes, it's a recipe for disaster, uh, which is quite appropriate for someone who has an appetite for destruction. Uh, sh- sure. <laughs> you know, that's a reference to Mr. I know all the songs. No, I actually, uh, I don't know that one. Well, we'll leave that for our listeners to figure out. Okay. Uh, I think we're, we're, we're running a little long on time, so maybe we'll, we'll yep. leave the appetite for destruction reference for, uh, uh, yeah, pop quiz listeners, appetite for destruction. What is the reference? Uh, we look forward to your feedback. Um, so, all right. One, one of these days, we'll give prizes for things like that. We should. I always see that on Amazon. I see, like, I'll be shopping for something, and I'll I'll see the little thing that says, uh, "It's something." I can't remember what exactly what it says. It's something like, you know, click here to use this in a giveaway or something. And I was like, I want to, I want to throw a giveaway, you know, for uh, an OLED Samsung TV. Like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> That, that does sound awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. I want like, to enter a giveaway yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> don't we all? Um, actually, mm-hmm. so I guess this is the last thing. And then um, okay. uh, if you have more stuff, we can talk about more stuff. But uh, nope. the the wife and I had a very interesting talk earlier today. Oh, we, yeah? we had the talk. Uh, the talk. We had the talk about perhaps in a year getting a new TV. <laughs> this excites me. Oh, that's so exciting. That talk, yeah. Oh, man, so, congratulations. That, thank that's you. That's an exciting talk, yeah. Yeah, we broached the subject. I mean, we haven't made any decisions, but... Okay, no, uh, no big commitments yet. No, not but, yet, but... But you're not... Let, let's put it this way. You're not doing anything to prevent yourselves from getting a TV. <laughs> oh, you clever, clever boy, you. That's very funny. I like that. Um, that is correct. We are, well... Yeah, we're not doing anything to prevent ourselves from getting a TV at the moment. But yeah, we're doing some budgeting and um, uh, looking into different options. But yeah, in a year, we may uh, purchase a new TV. The technology is sort of in a good place right now to get a OLED TV because it's starting to peak. Um, and I think that's a good time to buy buy the, the new thing is when the new thing is sort of been perfected and the new new thing is on the horizon. Um, I'd agree. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're pretty – I well – uh, yeah, she she's, you know, 
lukewarm excited if that's even <laughs> like a moderately term excited. moderately excited i'm pretty excited <laughs> so um but we'll see a year's a long way away it depends on finances and how the year goes uh, fair enough well i'm excited for you how about thank that? you thank you um all right and with that i guess we can wrap up the show here let us wrap it up um all right well yeah it was uh, it was a pleasure as always it's a pleasure talking with you gordon take care so, Aaron, where can people find us on the internet? Well, there's a few different places. They can go to my website, which is creativeandbeyond.com, and they can use the contact page there. They can also find us on Twitter, at A-Y-W-S podcast, and they can find you at W underscore Burroughs. That's spelled B-U-R-R-O-U-G-H-S. If they want to find out... Or if they have questions about you specifically, they can use the hashtag ExploreTheBurrows. And if they want to find out more about me, they can use the hashtag PokeTheLambBear. We also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash AYWS podcast. Please contact us. We need your friendship. We crave it.